my biggest thing is you as a person who is representing probably yourself or your small business online, um, you're not a content creator necessarily. So trying to beat the algorithm and get one post that's going to go viral to get you all of the all of the leads that you need. Like you have to be really, really good at that or pay someone a good amount to be able to do that. But there are more consistent, regular one-off strategies that you can use. Hello, hello, and welcome to another episode of the Unstoppable Woman podcast. I am super excited to have our guest on today. Her name is Janae Lynn, and she's one of my clients. She's also a LinkedIn expert and someone who is walking that path of building her corporate career, really going for more in her working in a company, someone else's company world, and being an entrepreneur and starting her own business and really jump-starting that. And she's walking both lanes and paths at once. And so I thought it would be great just to tap her insights for our community, both on the LinkedIn side, like her expertise that she has on LinkedIn and how she goes about using that so that you can really make use of that incredible social media tool and to help people who are trying to figure out if they can do both, if they can have the and more lifestyle, the pros and cons of that, of being in corporate and starting your own business and what having a side hustle looks like and all of that. So welcome to the show, Janae. It's super great to have you here. Oh my gosh, Amira. Like, so I have to say long time listener, first time caller, uh, really, (laughs) really, really excited to be here. I have learned so much since being a part of your program and I'm excited to share a little bit about my knowledge and also a little bit about LinkedIn and some, some tips that I think some tangible things that people can take away, even just from listening today, that will be really, really beneficial to moving their businesses forward. I love it. Let's do it. Okay. So as context for everyone, you've been in our high level mastermind for about six months, I would say more or less. Right. And everyone loves the journey, right? Like you want to see the arc, like where were you when you started? And you know, it's only six months in where are you now? So can you set a little bit of context so people understand that to begin? Yeah. Okay. So, um, some important context is that when I first heard of the spirit of wealth and you, um, I, was currently working part-time at an organization that I love. I had been a full-time employee previously, transitioned to part-time and knew that I wanted to build something on the side. And uh, I knew that I needed the mentorship and guidance to be able to put kind of my next steps um, together. And I was excited and really nervous. And one of the things that I've learned through the program is that excitement and fear (laughs) sometimes feel the same. And it's really how you think about the outcome. And so, um, yeah, learned about the program, decided to invest in the program, which ultimately meant investing in myself. And to be honest, it was also one of the most scary and exciting things that I've ever done and the best decision that I've made. Real quick, I'll just throw a couple stats at you that I think are important. I went from making $0 in my business to it within the first 45 days since I signed up, uh, making my first $10,000 in my program, uh, launching a LinkedIn course. And then also (laughs) within that next 30 days, I decided I, 
I received a promotion or an offer to go back full-time at my job in a promotion. And so I ended up making an additional $75,000 in my day job by going back. And so now I'm a full-time employee with a thriving business and figuring out what that and more life means, because I, I've recognized that one of my struggles was, I didn't think I could have both. Um, I didn't think I could be building something on the side that was successful and fun and filling me up and having a thriving career that I really loved. And I, like you said, I'm, I'm walking that journey um, and I'm walking, I'm tripping, I'm skipping, I'm doing a lot with it, um, but I'm figuring it out. And it's been, it's been really fun. I love that. I love that. We're going to get into like the beauty of it and the challenges of it, because I think it's important to pull back the curtains and not make it look like perfect, perfect every single day, because there have been ups and downs to this. But I'm super proud of you. You were one of those people who in that first, like you're like, okay, I'm doing this fast action, quick decider, let's do it. And you put something together that you had been wanting to do for a long time and you made money in your business from zero to 10K. Like if you're a longtime business owner, you know that first paycheck is huge, okay? That first payday is huge. You're like, oh my God, I just got paid. And you also know that there's more upside if you've been in business for for years and years and years. And Janae was just starting out on that side. And that was like a breakthrough. That payday was like, holy smokes, this works. Yeah. 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 And, and it's personal and professional. Like in my, I call it my previous life, but in my previous life, when I was married more than 10 years ago, we had a small business that we ran on the side. And so beginning to do this again for myself, for myself and who I am as an individual today, like in my mid thirties is, um, like that was freeing for me as well. Like, of course, making the money is great and I'm going to continue to do so, but I'm like breaking old thought patterns that were stuck in here that I thought I left behind when I chose to get a divorce. But hadn't really shifted until you took this new action. I love it. I freaking yeah. love it. Okay, let's go back to corporate for a second. The, the co- working for the company that you love. Can you forgive me for not having the stats in my head? But I thought there was a, from a part-time to full-time and that was like an increase in, in income. But then you also, once you were there doing that for a while, they wanted you to come um, back at yet another uh, role responsibility increase. And we talked in an office hours call about how to negotiate there. Is that the 75K increase from, were there two jumps or do I have that incorrect in my head? Um, Great question. So there is the additional responsibilities with that Um, we've decided to take that in a different direction. So when I moved from part-time to full-time, what I was able to do was take a, it was a $75,000 increase, but it was a 25% increase more than what I had when I was full-time before. So I made that additional jump of well over $25,000 to then go ahead. And I negotiated my stock options as well with that. Yes. That's awesome. I love it. Okay, great. And yeah, okay. I've been offered many additional responsibilities since then um, because they are seeing, they're noticing me growing and changing as well and seeing where those different leadership capabilities can come in. So it's cool to be able to learn this stuff on my own and implement it in my own business and also see what it looks like in a corporate environment too. That's awesome. That's awesome. Okay. So that's a huge increase. Congratulations. I'm excited for you. 
Um, so let's go back to the concept of facing scary things, right? Like you had to face those old belief patterns and change them and let go of them. What did that look like for you on the ground? Like one was actually doing your own business, but on the inside, what were the beliefs that had to change for you to be able to do that? Hmm. One of the big ones, like, like walking out from the first event that I had with you was asking myself on a consistent basis, like what would future Janae do? Um, and I, I have a clear picture of who me in the near future that I'm walking toward, like who I, what I look like, what I dress like, what I sound like, what I talk about. And so checking my thoughts on a consistent basis of, am, am I aligning with who that person, I, I don't necessarily always recognize that I'm that person quite yet, but I know that I'm walking that path to being that person. And so are the steps that I'm taking getting there. And so it is like, like one of them for me is working out first thing in the morning. Um, mm. or, you know, I I've done small things that I used to think were like, I used to think we're vain. Um, I think I grew, grew up in an era where some of that felt like, um, uh, taking care of myself, doing things like getting like fake eyelashes or getting my nails done or something that is actually self-care. <laughs> um, even coming down to like working out on a consistent basis and carving that time and space for myself. I'm recognizing now that that's truly what self-care and my preservation of feeling good about myself so I can show up in a way in the world that's that important looks like. And I'm seeing the ripple effect of that, not only throughout my business, but also at work. I love it. How has that affected your business and work? What are some of the concrete things that you've seen? I actually, I, I mean, I had someone at work say, I don't know what's changed in you, but something has dramatically shifted. Yeah. Um, so that's of course, solid feedback. Um, I've had folks who reach out to me just, just the other day, I had someone from my, uh, previous, so I used to work at LinkedIn for almost 10 years before I transitioned, um, into my new job. And, uh, I had someone there who, who just sent me a note the other day that was like, just so you know, I'm thinking of you. And I think like, I expect you to have a book coming out in the next three years. I don't know what it's going to look like, but I think that that's coming and I'm like, I actually kind of think that's coming too. <laughs> yeah, that's me. You're right. Okay. Okay. So one of the things that popped for me when you were just sharing that was at the last summit that we, we did, you had this incredible transformational experience and, you know, we did a bunch of stuff on forgiveness and you were very generous to show up and, and share your experience with everyone. I know that like really hit home for so many people. We've gotten feedback on that. Um, but you also said something in a follow-up call that we had, which I freaking loved. And I just want to give the whole community. I said something like, you look freaking awesome. Like, what are you doing? Right. And she was like, hashtag sex pot Sunday. Okay. <laughs> and you know, if, if any of you've listened to this podcast for a long time and, you know, maybe have binge listened from the beginning, I talk about sex a lot. I talk about how sexual energy is life force energy. Like you need that sexual energy in your life to create that life's too short, not to be having great sex that I used to not have great sex. But I thought it was me, but then I had to step into my sexual energy, my power as a woman and all of that. So that, that is my context. And, and I talk about sex a lot. And even at the last 
summit, I was saying, okay, well, we haven't had the sex conversation. So let's, let's talk now about sex. Like it has to enter in at some point. So can you talk a little bit about how you've started to own that a little bit more and what that has brought to your business and your career? Because it, it's often subtle, but we get things like, I think you need to write a book or you just are showing up differently and people can't quite figure it out, but they're paying attention to you, not because they want to have sex with you, but because you're, you've got life force in you. Okay. Totally. That's my, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I think it's, a, I think it's like a magnetic energy. Um, and I don't know. And I don't know if that's because of like feminine, masculine energy. I don't know exactly mm-hmm. why that is, but there's something magnetic about it. Um, for me, I have for a long time felt this, um, I used to always say that I, I, I'm a great number two. I didn't want to be in the spotlight. The visibility of showing up for myself was, is something that has always made me nervous. Um, and so figuring out how to harness that energy to be fully visible. Um, and for me, one of the ways in doing that was just showing up more as, as who I am dressing, how I want to dress and not necessarily how other people have told me to you know, I, I, I do have like a distinct style, I guess. Um, that's very boho hippie kind of, but, um, is definitely how I like to roll. And I've seen just people are interested in knowing kind of what I'm up to and why, why some of that has shifted for me. And I I've truly had, yes, in this forgiveness practice, I had this like unlocking moment where I was able to forgive myself and those that I love just around some thought patterns that no longer serve me. And I don't want to feel trapped in that way of thinking anymore. Yeah. I freaking love that. I love that. It's freeing, right? Yeah. 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 Yes. (laughs) Okay. You get to be you doing your thing in this world and it is magnetic. And there is a big fear for people around being visible and what happens if you're too out there with your, with whatever energy, but specifically your, your, your sexual energy, because, you know, women have been persecuted for that in, in many different ways for eons, right? It's a, it's a strong power that women have and other women cut you down for it. Men cut you down for it. It's a equal opportunity cutting down there. Okay. And one of the things that I really have a strong stance for is how do you show up and own it and have strength behind it rather than fear of that persecution or what will people say or judgment? And that that's part of, I mean, there's a path that you need to walk. It's not instant. You have to actually start owning it and working through some of this other stuff, the, the, the deep inner inner layers, but it, it makes it so much easier to show up in your business and, and your, your career and just be you and not be, not be afraid anymore. You know, well, yeah, trying- I'm, I'm giving all of the power to someone else's objective opinion instead of how I think of myself. And so like, I am almost militant about my self-talk now. Um, and if I catch myself, like, then I correct it verbally immediately. Um, you know, one of the things that, that you teach us is, uh, is to have like certain phrases and affirmations that we share on a regular basis. And, and I mean, I have, I have an alarm that goes off every morning that reminds me when to do it. I have an accountability person that I text when I do so. 
I mean, it's changing me and I'm seeing like that it's changing me. I have like goals that are listed and I cross them off after I hit them and, you know, adjust the words to make progress. And I mean, it's, uh, it's, ch- it's changing how I think and it's changing how I show up in the world and it's changing how it affects my business. <laughs> <laughs> totally. I love it. I freaking love it. Okay. Um, uh, let's talk about, before we get into the LinkedIn stuff, cause I really want to spend some good time on that. Let's talk about the challenges of being an employee. Like you have an incredible work ethic, Janae, you have like, like all the conversations we've had about are like, how do I do my job really well? Not just half asset, but really well and build my business. Yeah. So let's talk about the challenges of being someone who wants to be world-class in all the areas of her life. And, you know, where is that work, but also like not to go into complaining or, you know, a negative spiral, but, but to pull back the curtain a little bit and share, like, these have been some of the challenges and, and, and even uh, with that, maybe how you've walked those challenges and worked through some of them. Yeah, absolutely. So I am a firm believer of you can't like half-assed, can I say half-assed? You can't. I just did. <laughs> All right. <laughs> uh, you can't half-ass do something. Um, if you do that in one area of your life, you do that in multiple areas of your life. Mm-hmm. And so I believe that, you know, if I want to show up fully for my business, I um, am also showing up fully for my employer. And thankfully, like I love my job um, mm-hmm. and, and I'm supported um, by those that I work with. However, I am supported because I show up fully at my job too. And they know that I'm giving my all there as well. Um, some of the, one of the challenges, for example, was how I promote launching my business and a promotion at the same time internally. That was one of the areas that, um, that we covered because I do have a strong social media presence. And so how do I ensure that my both my personal and my professional brand are hitting the right marks. Um, that was something that we talked through. And honestly, that was something that when I'm, when I think through it, when we'll get more into content strategies, but now that's become a piece of my content strategy is how often am I promoting work? How often am I promoting my business and how am I balancing the two as well? That way there's no question there. So let's like, pause there for just one second and like, pull this out for people. So one of the things that I teach is the law of polarity, which says, if there is a problem, there's an equal and opposite solution. So Janae came with this problem. Like I want to do this thing in my business, but I feel like if I do this, it's not going to be supportive of this, this commitment that I've made to my employer. How do we handle that? And we talked it through and then look at that. There's a solution. That's not just a, um, good enough kind of solution. It's like, oh, that's, that's an equal and opposite opportunity. And when you start looking at that, you recognize that within every problem, there is an equal and opposite opportunity. And if you take that, you can move through the challenges and grow and grow and grow. So the the coach in me just needed to point that out. Please continue. (laughs) Well, and it is, it's stepping into that and more life that you, that you talk about. Yeah. Um, and if not, then I would just be stuck in that area and not be able to step into that. Totally. Um, uh, another area was around like, how am I going to manage my time um, to show up fully for my day job and then also not be so gassed at the end of my day um, that I don't have the energy to show up fully in my business as well. Um, yeah. 
and this is a work in progress that shifts regularly. Um, and what I'm finding though, is getting really clear as to what like timeframes I have the most energy and ensuring that I'm splitting them among the two. So with my, with my day job, uh, we have an international organization. So I do a lot of things in the morning um, with those folks. And so recognizing then, am I taking some chunks of time in the afternoon and then finishing stuff up later in the evening to figure out where all those puzzle pieces fit? I recognize yeah. that they do fit. I just have to figure out where I'm optimally using my time to be moving the needle. And one of the things that, that you teach us is, you know, what are three things that you can be doing every day? Uh, to move things forward. And so I do utilize that on a consistent basis and then get really clear with my calendar blocking as to what I'm doing in those timeframes. And that's helped a ton. I love that. I love that. So this is the concept, not just of the, like, the three things, but like, what does done look like? Because as, as a business owner, as an employee, there's like, there's not a limit on what you can do. Like there's, if you are a creative human, if you are someone who's always in growth, you're going to constantly be thinking of the next thing and the next thing and the next thing that you want to do, not just that you yeah. need to do, but that you want to do. And it can become an internal conflict if you don't understand what done looks like for you today. Then it's like the goalpost keeps moving, but not in a healthy way, not like in a, okay, bigger goals, bigger goals, bigger goals, but like in a, I'm not good enough. I'll never keep mm -hmm. up kind of way. So having those three things, really identifying what done looks like is, is a key piece. Okay, great. So anything else you want to talk about here around the, the corporate and your business side of things before we move into the LinkedIn I think the, the only other thing that I would share is, of course, this translates over into a social strategy, which we'll talk mm -hmm. about next. But I think this also translates into like other roles that we have in our daily lives. Like I'm also a new uh, girlfriend for the first time in a long time. So I'm spending more time with a significant other and, uh, and figuring out where those puzzle pieces fit and how this growth can work in our relationships and with our families, I think is important too hundred percent. So again, that's a big stance that we have. Like I'm all like frontline first level. Like I, you know, you come to the program, you come to me, you listen to the podcast because you want to make an income breakthrough. Like, like you want to scale your business. You want to make more money revenue. Okay. Like front, front and center. Like, I'm not going to let you not think about that because that's why you're here. But there is often this double bind internally because we're like, well, I really want a rock and love life. I really want to feel good in my body. I really want to have great relationships, all these other things that are part of life. And the double bind is I can't have it all. And I, I shouldn't go after my financial breakthrough because that's going to limit these other things in my life. And so, although I'm really like, my journey was one of like breaking through my limitations around the money stuff. And that allowed me then to break through the limitations on, on the self-image around body and relationship and lovability and self-worth and all of that stuff. Like now I teach doing it concurrently, two lanes, right? Yes. Both lanes. And I think that's very helpful because it, then it doesn't become this either, or I have to choose. It's like, okay, I'm going to walk both of those paths. Yeah. Game on full life. And I think what I've learned is 
recognizing that stepping into what an and more like a full life looks like there's this moment of like when you're doing both there's like kind of a stressor point or like a trigger point and then you're like no I'm going to breathe through this like the other day I was like I want to hang out with your family on a Sunday because that's something that's important to me that I want to do also I really want to be able to finish this project so how am I going to do both today because I don't want to give one up because I want to be able to do both moving forward you can't really see it right now, but I'm beachside in, uh, in Clearwater, Florida. Uh, I hopped on my, uh, hopped on calls this morning for work. I'm doing this here this afternoon. I'm going to sit by the pool for a little bit. And then we're going to walk by the beach later tonight. Like I I'm, I'm able to start to live the life that I want to live. I freaking love that. That makes me so happy. I love that. And what you did on that Sunday was clarity. Like you were like, I'm not going to just say I can't or it's impossible, or this is too much, right? That's where people go initially. You said, okay, well, what do I want? I want both. And then if, if that's the standard, if I get to do both, what do I need to put into place to do that? And then you make choices and decisions and you set it up and you, you make it happen. So I freaking love that. Well done. Okay. Let's talk about LinkedIn. Okay. So you worked for LinkedIn for, for 10 years. And you're a badass expert in this. Can you start off by telling us your philosophy about how to approach LinkedIn successfully? What's your slant on that? How do you approach it? So my biggest thing is you as a person who is representing probably yourself or your small business online, um, you're not a content creator necessarily. So trying to beat the algorithm and get one post that's going to go viral to get you all of the all of the leads that you need. Like you have to be really, really good at that or pay someone a good amount to be able to do that. But there are more consistent, regular one-off strategies that you can use. Like I'll give you a tip, commenting on other people's stuff on LinkedIn, um, sending people then back to your profile page and allowing your profile page to be a living, breathing landing page instead of just an online resume for who you are? Like, is it very clear what your call to action on your profile page is for someone who wants to go there? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Pause there for a second. So you comment on someone's post mm -hmm. and you're, it's like a real life engagement. You're, you're having a conversation and then do you, do you actually say, go look at my profile or do you just assume people will click on to see who you are and go back to your profile page? You can do both. Um, if you're saying something interesting enough, people are going to go to your profile. Okay. And in my opinion, it takes less emotional energy to comment on someone else's thing and say something interesting than to try to make it up on the fly to create your own status update. So yeah. add on to something and, and you can absolutely say things like, oh man, I just posted uh, an article on exactly this topic on you know emotional health. It's on my profile page. You can check it out. You can absolutely say that. But if you're saying interesting things enough, they're going to click on your name to learn more about you anyway. Got it. Okay. So then in terms of keeping your profile page an active living, breathing page and not just static, give us some tips on how to make that happen. As much pictures and video as possible. Really? Yeah. Okay. So, so think about what we look at on a day-to-day -day basis. We scroll on social and find something that catches our eye. Well, if someone's looking at your LinkedIn profile page, 
they're going to be drawn to pictures, video, bold words, for example, on the profile page that show people where to go. So you can add that in your media section within your experience section or your summary section. And there's a way to highlight that right at the top of your page. But I would utilize all of those means as much as you can. The only other piece that I'll add that I want to make sure and point out is to absolutely keep your recommendations up to date. So as you're adding new customers and clients and getting testimonials, request them through LinkedIn. That way those are regularly being updated as well. Because you can still use, if you're getting written ones, you can still use them for your website, for other things. But if you start with LinkedIn first, then it's something that stays there for forever. I never do that. That is such a good one, Janae. I'm going to start doing that. In fact, I'm going to start doing it right now. Wait, watch me go. Hey, you guys, if you're listening to this and you love the podcast, or if you are a client and you've worked with me, please go check out our LinkedIn page. We have an Unstoppable Woman page and we have an Amira Alvarez page, which either one works. Please, can you give us a little review and a recommendation? I would freaking love that and it would be so good and I would be forever grateful. Thank you. How'd I do? Nailed it. That's perfect. (laughs) And if you want to kick it up a notch, you have a great following. So by you doing that, you're likely going to get people who automatically Um, are going to do that because they love you. In fact, I'm going to, as soon as I get off of this, I'm going to be the first one. I'm racing whoever's listening. So um, (laughs) you're going to have people who naturally do it, but let's say you don't have as big of an audience, someone else. What I would suggest is the first thing that you can do is go recommend other people. If they're like partners, like if you've been their previous customer before, there's a lot of, you know, that happens a lot too fill out a recommendation from them or ask them for, and you can actually physically go to someone's profile and ask them to write a recommendation for you and then tell them exactly what you're wanting from the recommendation. If you work together on a project or did a coaching call together, um, what would they write that would be helpful to you? People want to give recommendations. They just don't know what to say. So give them two or three sentences to start with. Okay. I'm going to do that right now. Watch me go. Okay. So if you're listening to this podcast and you are not a client, I would love for you to comment on the Unstoppable Woman LinkedIn page and do a little recommendation for the podcast. What do you like about it? What has been the biggest breakthrough? How often do you listen? Who would you recommend it to? And why would you recommend it? Thank you so much. I'm going to go read these after this drops. So we would love, I would love to see who's out there in podcast land. It would be a great way for us to connect also. How's that? Nailed it. Perfect. Okay. And if you're a client, you can say all the things that have happened for you. People love to, to hear before and after stories. They love to hear the breakthroughs. They'd love to hear the money side of things. Cause they're all, you know, that's why people come initially, but also the life side of things. Like what has changed for you would love would love a little thumbs up recommendation on LinkedIn. Okay. Well, that was a lot of self-promotion. Thank you for giving me that, the underhanded, um, the underhanded pitch for that. But I think, I think it, you know, oftentimes I, what I do for my clients is I model how it can be easy to ask for what you want. So often we, we have this inability to be open to receiving and there's two sides to it. You have to ask for what you want and then be open to receiving both. If you just say, if you never ask, you're, you're a little bit of a martyr. You're like, aren't I great? Why aren't people doing this for me, right? People don't know, set them up for success, right? 
and and let them like one of the things that I've learned over the years is that people want to help. Like this yeah. is one of the the key like beautiful aspects of just being human. Like we love helping. We love and and that's really what where people's purpose is when they're in their lane, they're they're helping in the way they love helping the most. But in general, people love helping and it just feels so good. So it, it, there, there's like a feedback loop there. That's, that's awesome. So, okay. Yes. Those were some great tips. Let me think about um, my next question around LinkedIn. So if, if you were just getting started on LinkedIn, you um, maybe you've had a profile, but you've never done anything with it, or you're just setting up a profile, what would be the first things that you would do? What's mm. super important? Yeah, absolutely. Um, First off, if you are brand new and LinkedIn feels overwhelming and you're using it for the first time for your business, you are not alone. Um, in the 10 years that I was there, I did trainings out in the community and I worked alongside product and got to see a lot of questions and a lot of what people would call dumb questions. There is no such thing as dumb questions. So just know that you're not alone. Start with your profile page. The reason building your profile out is important is that any commenting that you do, any post that you do, the whole point is to drive people back to your profile page. That way they can learn more about you. And so start with what I call above the fold. Remember when we used to read newspapers? So like above the fold means that top kind of third of the profile page. And so that's your header image, which is like a cover photo um, that you'll want to have some sort of call to action on. Why are you here? What's your purpose for being on LinkedIn? And then uh, obviously your profile picture, you're going to want to do something that's a headshot, shoulders and above where you're smiling. So people think that you're friendly. This is important. Um, and then your name and your contact information, your summary section is going to be a big one. This is you saying who you are, the value that you provide and something personal about yourself. The reason that I say something personal about yourself is people will do business with you based on how good you are at what you do, of course, which that shows up in your resume and in the recommendations, but they're also going to do business with you because they like you. So you have to mm -hmm. give them enough information for people to be able to know why they should like you. Okay. So a few questions there. When you say um, there needs to be a call to action, Give us an example of an appropriate call to action. Is it buy my widget? Is it book a consult? Is it connect with me, send me a message? What kinds of calls to action work best on LinkedIn? The easiest one for sure is connect with me. So something okay. like, hello, it's great to meet you is how mine is set up right now. Um, mm -hmm. And so it's a connect with me call to action. Uh, absolutely, if you have a website where you're selling something, whether it's a widget or a course or, or booking a free consult, you can absolutely promote those as well. Just be very clear as to what it is. If booking a consult is the top of your funnel, where then you're talking to people about your services, lead with that one and okay. do it and keep it short and sweet, like a 15 minute consult. The biggest thing I will say is when you are adding links to your profile, use some sort of link generator. That way you can track where that click is coming from because you want to know if you're spending your time on LinkedIn is important or not. 
And totally. so, yeah, because if you're not getting clicks, then go spend your time elsewhere. But I'll tell you, you're going to get a lot from LinkedIn. So let's yeah. start tracking it. So that way we can prove value as to where that's coming from. So a link generator, like bit.ly or something like that. Okay. Got it. Yep. Got it. And, um, so do you have on your LinkedIn profile links to your course, your LinkedIn course there? I do. Mm -hmm. Okay. Fantastic. Um, we'll talk more about how people can find you in a minute, but I just okay. like wanted people to know in advance. Um, <laughs> it's a great always seed. The, yeah, it's a great seat, right? So you have your profile photo. This is one of the things that I think is super important. I'm just going to riff off of that a little bit. People have photos of the, their, their pets. They have um, like cartoon photos, anime, things like that. Put a real photo of yourself yes. there. If you want to build your business, people need to know, like, and trust you. A picture of your pet doesn't do that. You love your pet. I, I, my dog is sitting right here. I love my dog. He's amazing. And people need to see your, your face. They want to see your face. And there's just been study after study, after study, after study that, um, people respond to faces so much more, whether it's a Facebook ad, whether it's a LinkedIn profile on our podcast, all the graphics, like I'm not vain, but I follow the data and the data says people want to see your, your face. And they actually on things like podcasts, they want to see in YouTube, they want to see funny faces and big expressions. And so we do, yeah, exactly. So we do <laughs> like every time we have an event, I'm constantly doing uh, photo shoots where I'm like, yeah, this, you know, and, and it's like, it's a gas. I've gotten really good at it and it's ridiculous. And all the studies show that this is how it works and get over yourself, put a picture of yourself out there. This is a visibility block. If you have a visibility block, reach out to us, we can help, but like, you got to do this. Okay. The, then you talked about uh, calls to action, summary se sessions, the value that you provide. So that's like a little bit about how you help like the problem you solve for people? Yes, the problem that you solve in the language that your people will understand. People don't care about how you do something. They want to know what you are doing for them to help them solve their problem. Yeah, absolutely. And then let's talk about the personal side of things. I have no idea if I have anything personal on my LinkedIn profile. I'm going to go look and see, <laughs> okay? <laughs> um, uh, the, the personal stuff, how personal do you get? Like, what's the line? Are you talking about like, I love coffee, sunsets and my dog? Or are you talking about, I've gone through childhood trauma on X, Y, and Z? Like what's the, and does it matter? Yeah. Or do you just do you and that's the way you show up? Great question. I think doing you is a great one line answer to that. Um, for me, if you look at my profile, it says outside of work, I spend my free times watching telenovela marathons to work on my Spanish. I have a 13 pound Pomeranian poof ball that who rules my roost, um, because I love my dog. And so those two things are things that people talk about when they send me a message to connect like, Oh, I have a, I have a Pomeranian as well. Um, it becomes just an easy touch point, uh, to start the conversation. Now, if I were coaching on trauma and, tra and how trauma shows up, um, then saying something about childhood trauma could be an important thing that gives more personal information about me in my profile. But because that isn't what I'm doing professionally, then I, that isn't necessarily something that I would share. Got it. So how does LinkedIn 
the tone on LinkedIn or how you post on LinkedIn differ than say Facebook or Instagram? Great question. Um, you think of social networks kind of like parties, there's different different ones. Uh, LinkedIn is your networking event. Now, there are a couple, there are cool people at networking events and there are people at networking events that you avoid uh, as everyone puts their name tags on, right? I don't know about you, but if you've been to one where like the guy's like always handing out his, I say guy, it could be a guy or a gal, um, they are handing out their business cards and only talking about themselves. Like we don't want to be that person on LinkedIn. Yeah. yeah. Or at a networking party. Like you don't Ever. want to be that person. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Like you're asking people about themselves. It's that yeah. sort of vibe of a networking event. It's not a, it's not a slumber party. It's not like, we're not going to be doing TikTok dances necessarily. Um, but we are going to be showing our personality and a little bit of behind the scenes of what it's like to build a business or, or uh, be in corporate. Um, I think those are still important things to share on LinkedIn. It doesn't have to be overly edited. Okay. Do you find that it's okay to post the same thing on multiple channels? Like if you're doing videos or things like that, do you have to switch it up? I get this question all the time. Okay. Versus people are on different channels and they're not watching both channels and you can post the same thing in, in multiple places. Um, here's my philosophy. If you're brand new and you're doing it all yourself, start with posting it on all channels. Mm -hmm. As you are expanding more, then feel free to edit it appropriately. So for example, if I went out to breakfast this morning, my Instagram would have the perfectly curated picture of my breakfast meal in my, on my Instagram post. But my, profile, but my Facebook post may have a picture of me and my significant other together at breakfast. And my LinkedIn, it may have a combination of those, but it's actually telling about how my flexibility in my work allows me to be able to travel and I can have breakfast and then go start my, my job from my hotel room. Got it. Love it. Oh, that's such a great example. And how much time do you spend on your own social media right now? What is, and, <laughs> is there ever <laughs> enough? Is this one of those, like, what does done look like? Yeah. It, it is a million percent. What does done look like? Um, what I suggest doing is a minimum of 15 minutes a day on social. Mm -hmm. And so if on LinkedIn, if you're using LinkedIn to prospect for yourself, um, what I do and what I'm teaching others to do is post between three and five times a week, depending on how, like whatever is consistent. If you start with five, then stick with five. But if you start with three, then you can work your way up to five. When you're doing that though, spend that time creating the post, but also commenting on other people's things and intentionally sending invitations and connection requests to other people to start building that network because you want more eyeballs on your stuff to be able then to reach new people that you haven't met. I love it. I love it. Is there any myth, common myth about LinkedIn that you would like to debunk? When I worked at LinkedIn, one of the things that we shared uh, is to only connect with people that you know and trust. And I think that that is a great suggestion. As you're building a business, your goal is to also connect with people that you don't necessarily know. And so finding ways that you can build those connections is important um, and being creative on how you send invitations to people that you don't know is important. So sharing why it is that you're wanting to connect with them something you saw that was interesting on their profile, um, will you're going to be a lot more likely to connect with people that you don't know 
that way by taking the time to look at people's profiles first. Yeah. I remember back in the day when LinkedIn first started, it was like, you only were friends or connections with people that you actually knew. And it was like, so that when someone else asked you for an introduction, you could actually make their introduction, that introduction. And now it's completely changed. So that's really, yeah, that's super interesting. Okay. So before I get to my last series of questions for you, tell people about the course that you have on LinkedIn who it would be really good for, like mm-hmm. what, what person, what profile would be a great fit to take the course and then how they can find out more about it. Awesome. So I have a, a six week workshop that I am launching, I've launched on a consistent basis and my next launch will be happening soon. Um, and you can learn more about that by going to janaylin.com backslash unlocking LinkedIn. janaylin.com backslash unlocking LinkedIn, all one word. Correct. Okay, great. Yeah. Put that in the show notes as well. Beautiful. Thank you. This is ideally designed for someone who is either an entrepreneur or an entrepreneur. So someone who wants to utilize social media to build their personal and their professional brand. Um, ideally, let's see, I've worked with lawyers, um, accountants, coaches, um, a lot of folks who have are running small businesses or are acting as an entrepreneur within the organization where they work like recruiters, for example, utilize their social media presence a lot for recruiting. Um, And then these folks, I walk through profile creation, what networking on LinkedIn should look like, how you can build a content strategy, how you can do things outside of building content to be able to get more views to your profile And then most importantly, tracking that results and then how you can scale it. So either by hiring someone to help you do it or what that scale effort looks like for yourself as you choose to move forward. I freaking love it. That's so good. So clear also. It's like boom, 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 boom. So good. A practice. (laughs) That's awesome. So one of my final questions that I like to ask everyone is how do you continue to stay on top of your game? Like, how do you keep growing? What do you invest in, in terms of time and money to keep the growth going in your life? Like in all areas of my life, coaching has been extremely important for me. Um, I recognize that my next level of where I, where I'm going to be meeting future Janae uh, is some of those unlocks are not things that I recognize yet. And so I invest in coaching. Um, I listen to a lot of podcasts. Your podcast is one that I have on repeat. Um, I read a good amount as well. And so I'm really protecting what's coming in. Also like my ear gate, my eye gate. Um, I I don't, I used to spend a lot of time watching TV and I don't do a whole lot of that anymore. Um, not because I don't love it, but because I, I have better things that I'm doing right now that light me up in a different way other than zone me out. Um, yeah. And, and, and I do a lot of reflecting too. I, I love to write and that's been a way to help me process some things too. I love it. I love it. I hope everyone takes those tips and sort of figures out which ones suit you. Cause it's, it's important to stay in that growth and keep increasing your capacity for life. So awesome. Awesome. Okay. So before I get to my reflections, what makes you an unstoppable woman? I am a firm believer of you are more than your biggest mistakes. Um, 
that we all deserve second chances and that we can do really big things in our life if we just let go of some of the junk. And, uh, and it's something that I'm stepping more into every day. And I think that's what's making me unstoppable. Mm, I freaking love that. So I just want to reflect back to you that you are absolutely a hundred percent, a thousand percent doing that, just that, like the way that you show up and you recognize that next level of growth and your willingness, your coachability to, to let go of what's no longer serving you. It's what makes you uh, a bright light in this world. It's what allows that light to keep shining brightly and not have that channel uh, blocked or dampened or um, yeah, like there's, there's no, there's, it, it keeps it fresh and glowing. So uh, that really, that's uh, one of the things that I really see in you and your level of honesty and generosity, like the way you've just showed up and you've shared today about, you know, the journey that you're on in terms of, you know, running both the, the company and the business and starting new relationships and letting go of the past, right? Like it's an and, 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 and people heard a lot of the, the positives and you working through some of that stuff. So huge generosity around sharing that story. And then all the stuff on LinkedIn uh, was absolutely fantastic. And I'm going to go figure out what I need to do. <laughs> okay. Thank you so much, Janae, for joining us. And I hope you all reach out to her on her LinkedIn profile and have an amazing day. Thank you. Hey, thanks so much for joining us and being part of the Unstoppable Woman movement. We have got a ton of free resources for scaling your business at theunstoppablewoman.com slash free stuff. And you can find that link in the description below. So go ahead and check those out. And we'd also love your help in getting our message out to more and more women. If you'd be willing to share this video with all the unstoppable women in your life, that would be fantastic. And while you're at it, hit the subscribe button so you never miss an episode. Reviews, likes, and comments are greatly appreciated. We go in and read them all. So thank you for those. And thanks for listening and be unstoppable.